Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is March 18th, 2023. It's the third Saturday of March and the fourth Saturday of Lent. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millsmith Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Helena Thompson, our Minister of Music. Sister Sharon Taylor will sing the opening song and another praise and worship song during the service. Sister Georgina Porter Wilson, who is an advisory member of Refuge from the Storm Church, will offer words of encouragement. Pastor Millicent will offer the altar prayer. Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson will deliver the preached word. Sister Greta Ayers will offer an invitation to discipleship, and I, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, will serve as your worship leader today, and I will offer the invocation and the announcement, the giving, invitation to giving, the offering prayer, and the announcements. We ask all of you on this call today to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm church members, the worldwide church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, advocacy and activist groups, the loved ones of those who've died from targeting, from all viruses and other catastrophic illnesses. And please pray for all children, especially those who are missing and those who are being abused, including those who are being trafficked. Pray that all government officials be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God, to do it and not do their will. Please pray for world peace, all refugees, victims of the worldwide climate crisis, the people of Turkey and Syria, as they continue to struggle for freedom. Pray also for the loved ones of all victims who've perished from gun violence and for the survivors who have sustained severe injuries. Thank you for your attention. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song. 
be sung by Sister Sharon Taylor. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the worship service. As a friendly reminder, please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are by pressing star six and be blessed. He is. He is. I'm sorry about the video. I don't know why it won't go on full screen, but we just want to emphasize how much he is in our lives. Amen. He is all of those things. He is the brighter morning star, the author and the finisher. He is, he is, he is. And we're just so blessed to be here. Thank you. We know that he is also the head of the church as noted in the refuge anniversary thing. He is the head of the church and you all are members of it. And you all are his faithful followers. So tonight we wanna to talk about how it is that we are followers in his church and how the early church uh, went along to promote the gospel and how you're doing the very same thing as refuge from the church. We congratulate you and just bless you on your anniversary tonight. And I want to uh, introduce my husband and our pastor, my pastor, Terrence Wilson. Amen. Good morning, honey. Thank you so much. Let me introduce my co-pastor, Jesus Christ. I have you, Pamela Wilson, who uh, put together a lot of these messages. But I also want to add our congratulations for seven years anniversary to good evening, everybody. It's just a happy anniversary. I know this is seven year anniversary. Now remember, seven years means, seven means completion in Christ. Remember that, number seven means completion in Christ. So we sent our greetings and our love to Dr. Reverend Milson Black, Bob, everyone, Sister Helena, every one of y'all. I don't know every one of y'all by name, but we just thank you and bless each and every one of you for holding on to his unchanging hand. We have a real good message today that we believe the Lord put on our heart. Pamela says, as Christ is the head of the church and we are his faithful followers, his beloved children in the Lord. And we just thank God that he has chosen us for such a time as this. And it is no coincidence that we were born at this time for this season, for the race. For the race is not given to the swift or the strong or the weak, but those who endure to the end. And I thank God. Amen. So we're talking about how the believers from the very beginning held together. Well, when Jesus was crucified, the apostles were initially very in despair. But three days later, they saw the miracle of the resurrection. And that's where the foundation of the church was laid. And in many ways, Refuge Church is just like those believers in the book of Acts. You guys have held together through so many circumstances, through ups and downs, through severe persecution. But yet you endured. And so we want to just talk about the early church Amen. as well as Refuge Church that is that reminded us a lot of the early early first Amen. church. Amen. And you know, as Pamela said, Pastor Pamela said this right here, refuge from the storm. Now, when the first, when the church was first established, when Jesus established and called these 12 disciples and the women, Mary Magdalene, other women that came along, Priscilla, Priscilla and all them, uh, mother, grandmother Eunice, the mother of and grandmother of Timothy, who became a great soldier in Ephesus. As he laid the foundation, it came with a heavy price. 
For do you know that to suffer in the Christ is to gain? Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's the opposite in the world. You know, they said to suffer, not for rule, but to suffer for Christ is to bear the sufferings of Christ, to be a partaker. That is enough to be shouting and say, hey, I'm not suffering with something I did wrong. I'm suffering because I'm taking a righteous stand. So let's go, let's, let's review this right now. Like the refuge from the storm church, the early church band together while they were persecuted. Now, remember, before we go any further, Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, if you love me, take care of my sheep and John. When he came back and he showed them. Now, when they laid the church, Jesus told them, the early church, refuge from the storm, the early church band together while they were under persecution. Amen. And so I'm going to stop right there. Okay. And just like refuge church, they became a source of fellowship and comfort. And just like refuge church, the members did work as a team, but they did work individually. And just like Refuge Church, they continue to preach the gospel. And just like Refuge Church, they were severely persecuted for righteousness' sake. And I will tell you this right: hold on to God's unchanging hand. Now, let's look at what happened to the apostles. A lot of people read about Jesus being crucified. Well, we know that this is the season of Lent. But what happened to after Jesus came back in the last chapter of John? Remember that everybody that followed Jesus was very despaired and discouraged when they saw him on that cross. And they said, is this the end? Could this be all over? Could it be a dead end for the gospel? But Jesus said, hold on, remember, unless the grain of wheat is killed and put into the ground, many will be born in his name. And now Jesus said, Peter, before I leave, take care of my sheep. Peter, feed my lamb, take care of my church. I delegate this responsibility to you, Peter. And then I'm going to bring a man named Saul in Acts chapter 9, whose name shall be changed to Paul. Now, Peter and Paul birthed were martyrs in the Roman church under and the Emperor Nero, Paul was beheaded and Peter was crucified upside down at the request, at his own request, because he didn't feel like he was worthy enough to be crucified the way Christ was. Okay, so let's look at Andrew. Andrew went on to preach in what's now the Soviet Union and was the first to bring the gospel to their land. He also preached in modern day Turkey, which we've been to in Greece. And he was also tortured and crucified. Now, Thomas, the other one of the other disciples, he preached the gospels in the area of Syria. He traveled all the way into India, where he was killed and speared by four soldiers. And Philip, he preached in North Africa and Asia Minor. And when he converted the wife of an official, that official was so angry that he had him arrested and tortured severely. He was hung upside down by iron hooks and just beaten and tortured in agony till he died. And then Matthew ministered in Persia and Ethiopia, was staked to the ground and speared to death. Bartholomew was the most traveled uh, who preached in Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq, and Persia, which is now uh, Iran. He preached in Ethiopia. He preached in Arabia and India. He was killed by being skinned alive and crucified upside down. I mean, how painful and torturous. Jesus, oh man. And then James, the son of Alphaeus, he, was, he administered the gospel also in Syria and Palestine and in Judea. 
He led many people to Christ, but he was beheaded along with some of the other ones that had been newly converted. Yeah. And Simon the Zealot ministered in Persia, Jordan, and what is now uh, Great Britain. He was killed in Britain after refusing to sacrifice to the sun god. And he was crucified, and then he was sawn in half. Mm. And Matthias, he was chosen to replace Judas, preached in Syria, later went into Jerusalem, where he was stoned and beheaded. John preached in Ephesus. Um, and took care of Mary, the mother of Jesus. He made a little house for her, as we told y'all before, that we've seen that little house that he made for her. And during the persecution of the Christians in Rome, he was cast into boiling oil, but he miraculously survived. And that made the officials afraid of him. They didn't want to kill him at that point. They probably would have killed him, but they were so afraid that he survived this oil thing that killed most people that he decided not to kill him because they were afraid to kill him. So then they exiled him. Instead of killing him, they exiled him to the Isle of Patmos, where he wrote uh, the book of Revelation. And he was the only apostle to die from old age. Now you can see that all of them suffered greatly, but it was part of the call. Now God didn't send us to all these lands for this to happen because he knew who could bear it and who, who could not bear it. God is too wise, as my grandmother used to say, to make a mistake. Amen. It was the marks of the mission. And right now we're going to play this song. It was the marks of the mission. And for refuge in the storm, it is the marks of the mission of Christ. Well, Who is the head of the church? We're going to play another song because as we're in persecution, I could not help but think of this particular song that um, it's about how we're going to we're going to have the the uh, armor of God on, like uh, Pastor just, Millicent just said, the full armor of God in Ephesians 5, we talked about, and there's the scripture, I mean, Ephesians 6, I'm sorry, there's a, there's a song that is so aptly, uh, it's a way to just encourage us, so I'm going to put on this song, it's called Ephesians 6, and then we'll continue with the message. Okay, yeah, hope this, uh, I hope the um get it to play. Okay, this song is called Ephesians 6, and this is a scripture that we all know and love. Okay, tell me if you can see in here. Suit up. Amen. Refuge of a storm and Dr. Black. You have held up under persecution, just like the church when they laid the foundation, all these apostles. There is a reason why God distinctively, Jesus wanted these all these people mentioned in the New Testament because it's called the Acts of the Apostles. That means that they, well, they laid down their lives so we could have a guide to live for God to serve God, to please God. Let them know, they're letting us know that we laid it all down. We leave nothing undone. We finished the mission. You have stood, uh, refuge from a storm, you have stood the test of time. You could have folded and closed down the church and shut down the website and said, it's all over, we can't take no more. 
but you decide to hold on to his unchanging hand and you have become an unshakable force that Amen. no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And we touch in agreement with you. Refuge from the storm. You have ran and you have endured the race that God has set before you. And I will say this, if God be for you, who can be against you? Now, let me remind you one more thing. When Moses was at the Red Sea, God never told him he was going to part the sea. He just said, tell the people when they saw Pharaoh coming behind them, because Pharaoh, the Bible said God had filled his heart with pride. Now, when Pharaoh saw the people at far off, they were they backed up against the sea, but refuge from the storm. Out of nowhere, God told Pharaoh, he said, tell the people, don't cry to me. He said, tell the people to go forward, forward. to go forward. And Moses said, where? He said, I will make a way. And God, nobody, God never told Moses that he was going to open the Red Sea. But God said, I opened up the Red Sea and they walked over the middle of the sea on dry land. That's noted in the Bible. There are people today who still just don't want to believe this. Atheists, agnostics, they have made up their mind. They go, but when they went down there and the oceanologists, they're still finding chariot wheels to this day down there right now. So I'm telling you, refuge in the storm, God will open up a highway out of nowhere and he will protect you when you are in the will of God. Amen. And you all have really stood the test of time. And I, I talked to Dr. Millicent and she tells me different things that she goes through, but she's pushing forward and she's a leader, leader in the midst of persecution, like a general on a battlefield, because we're going to get shot at. That's why I love that little song. And that song is really from the kids ministry, because kids can understand that little cartoon and everything. But when I saw that, I'm like, wait, I like that song too. And I'm not a little kid, but the little lady that made it, she's a young woman, a believer. And she just want to encourage little kids to understand the armor of God, that they're going to be persecuted. There's a scripture that says, in indeed, 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live godly will, in Christ will be persecuted. All who even desire to live godly. One of my favorite scriptures, because I know that that's why we're being persecuted. 2 Corinthians 4 and 8 says that we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed always caring about the body and the death of Jesus so the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death and for Jesus' sake, but that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death is, is a work in us and life in you. And we know that those scriptures are, are our strength and our power. We believe them. And you know, Paul tells us also in first and second Corinthians 16, he says, stand firm in the faith. Stand firm, refugees, or stand firm and know that Christ Jesus is the head of the church and we are the body and we are one in Christ. We are with you, we stand with you. Now, John 15 and 18 says, If the world hated you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Amen. Amen. Didn't Jesus say that, man? Yes. And he said, We're not of this world. Amen. And this world is not our home as much. I don't care how nice or not nice your, your dwelling is, it's not our home. I think every day that this, this home, this place, this earth, it's like going on a vacation that you might like it. You have some good things. You have some bad things. But you're going home. You want to get in your own tub, your own bed and everything. 
This is what it's like. This is not our home. John chapter 15, 16. You do not choose me, but I have chosen you and pointed, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall abide. So that whatsoever you ask in the Father and in my name, he shall give it to you. And you all are doing that. And the apostles, when I watch those old uh, movies, the movies about the book of Acts and how they all banded together, they were chased from town to town. Some of them were things, different things happened to them, but they were a church and they encouraged one another. They encouraged one another. They let people know they kept the message of Jesus, the image and the vision and the work of Jesus was before them. How do you think these people went through this? All of these different things. Okay, we're going to go and say some of these things again. One was beheaded. One was crucified and then sawn in two. One was stoned and beheaded. One was cast into boiling oil, but then, when he, but then they couldn't kill him, so they exiled him. One was crucified upside down, tortured and crucified, killed with spears by soldiers, tortured and died in agony, staked to the ground and speared, and speared to death. Skinned alive and crucified. This, this is almost like when you read from Hebrews, but we're just reading what we learned about the, the apostles. Why did they go through all of that? Why were they willing to be tortured? They weren't willing to be tortured because they knew they had that vision in burning in their heart that was bigger and more important than even the physical pain they would go through. Amen. And you know what? In 1 Corinthians, you're right, honey. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 9 said, God is faithful by whom you will you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That means we were called in summer, just like you got a call to be in the draft. You were drafted into the army of Jesus Christ. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 12 to 14. And I already okay. read that. It says, the, all the desire to live godly will suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors and seducers will sell wax worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you, refuge of the storm church, continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And you you learn things from Pastor Middleton, I'm sure, and in your own pastors if you go to church. But guess who you really learned it from? The Holy Spirit. He told you, Jesus said, I'm going to remind you, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit so that he can remind you of everything that I taught you while I was on this earth so that you can remember and observe to do and then go and baptize in my name and observing all these things and baptizing them in the Father, Son, and, and the Holy Ghost. And I am with you always, even to the end of the age, not to the end of the world, because there's going to be a new heaven and new earth, but till the end of the age. Amen. First John, refuge from the storm. First John 5.19 says, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, which is the devil. The devil know his time is short. Why do you think all this killing, these earthquakes and all this stuff is coming out right now? Because he know he's going to cause all the havoc he can because all God got to say to Michael is get him. That's it. That's all he says, enough. That's bring all he says. Bring my get children home. Bring my children home. That's it. Do you notice that one thing, God didn't make it so when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, God did not make it so that we were going to live here forever. So this is not our home, as Amen. Pastor Pound said. Our home, the Bible tells me somewhere I read, it says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, or enter into the heart what God has in store for refuge from the storm, what he has in store for you. And let me tell you something, when you stand under persecution, can you imagine, now hold on right there one second before I go any further. 
All these men and women, and I'm include the women in there too, that gave their lives. They don't speak about it, but they're the women and they lost their lives for the gospel. Let me tell you something. They are wearing the victor's crown right now. And they're saying, glory, holy, holy. It's the Lord God who was and is and yet to come. The Bible says L-O-E means he's the almighty God, not the half mighty, the almighty God. And refuge from the storm. Let me tell you something. You are too close. And my grandmother used to sing when I was a little boy. We'd be sitting over there. She used to sing that song with the choir. You are too close to heaven. You can't turn around right now. Amen. Mm -hmm. So you got to see, you got you got a victor's crown waiting for you. You got a finish line in front of you because that finish line, Jesus' arms are saying, Well done. Well done, well done Reverend Black. Well done, all of you. Come in and enjoy the glories of heaven, which are prepared for those sit down and the wine and dine. And then you got relatives that died before you that you're going to sit at the welcome table. Now, all these people we just talked about, we the dead lost, we're going to sit at the welcome table. And Jesus is going to have, it ain't going to be a banquet like you have one night. They give out honors and they forget about you. It's going to be a banquet that will never end. Amen. We're going to sit at that welcome table forever and, ever, ever, forever and ever and ever. It is going to be, the, what, what did Dr. King say? I'm not going to study war no more. Mm. But I know the Bible said a lion will lay down with the lamb and we will no war no more. Amen. Come on. Hold on. We ain't going to no war. Let me tell you something. If you can bring back the disciples right now, we know that Peter, Jesus took two of them up to mind and he transfigured. They said they believe it was Moses and Elijah. Do you think they will come back here right now? They say, oh, no, no, thank you. We are in the glories of heaven right now. You, that's why the Bible said, eyes have not seen, not ears have heard. not heard what God has in store. Let me tell you, the earth is in chaos, confusion, and turmoil. Mm -hmm. I know that they're passing bills to try to cut down violence. That's good, and I commend President Biden for doing it. I commend all the presidents that do good things, because I think both sides do some good things. And both sides do some stupid things. I <laughs> just being mm, real. True. But I'm just saying this right now. I think every president and everybody has contributed something good to this country. But I will say this right now. They can only do but so much because the will of God is going to come to pass. Now, remember, if you spend time in the word, Jesus told us that in the last days, Read, and this is what we've been emphasizing on. We talked about last week in our service at the nursing home. Endurance is what you're going to need. Refuge mm -hmm. Storm, you have proven endurance. Seven years, the devil could have destroyed your church, but yet you are pressing on. He could have wiped you out, but yet, but God, mm -hmm. Storm, but God in his infinite wisdom, but God called you into service. But God, Jesus Christ said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But God, and I tell you to suit up right now. Because it might get worse before it gets better, before Christ come back. But we know, hey, he's on the way. Revelation chapter 1 and 7 says, every eye will see every the son of man in yeah. great power and great glory. It ain't going to be Superman. It ain't going to be Batman swinging. The it's going to be the king of kings king. and the lord of lords. Who is he? The one that has been in all ways. And who the Bible says in uh, Matthew, uh, Revelation chapter 6, excuse me, says, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 24 angels sitting around the throne saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
who was, is, and yet to come. He's coming, church. And right now, let me tell you how close it is right now. I'm only going by what the Bible says. I'm not going by what Pastor Terrence. I don't have no interpretation. I have one, and that is the interpretation of what Christ said. And that interpretation means that almost every sign and prophecy has been fulfilled. And so we got to keep holding on until his unchanging hand. Do you know right now, they said, according to the Jewish writers, that some of them was there writing, they said over 2,000 prophecies, a little over, I think it's more than 2,000, I don't know the exact number right now. Over, do you know right now, as of last year, 2,000 prophecies that Jesus prophesied has come to pass. Mm. So that means we're down to maybe less than, it could be less than 20 right now, which can happen in one day. We are so close right now that it ain't the, my, my grandmother used to say, we're in the last day. We're not in the last day. We're in the last hours to the last minutes right now. Now, he that are right now. Luke 21 and 28 says, now when these things begin to happen, no one knows that they are our correct. But he says, when you see these things, Luke 1, 21 and 28, Look up and lift your head because your redemption draws near. That means he said, when you see these things, he named some things that are going on right now, earthquakes and, and, and turbulence. And he spoke and said, look at the fig tree. When the leaves are budding and you know that summer is near, so also when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Okay, I sure I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my earth will not my words will by no means pass away. Now, this generation is not a figurative generation. This generation is the age of grace, meaning from the cross until the, he comes back. That's that's what he's talking about this time. Amen. Let me tell you this right now, every refuge for the storm right now. We know that we have an enemy, but we got an unfinished work that got to be done. And you know, like Jesus, as we're in the same season of lip right now, Paul tells us in Ephesians 5 and 1, be imitators of Christ. Hey, this is what he says. He said, be imitators of Christ as dear children. He says, follow Christ. Paul suffered for 33 years, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said, be imitate and follow me as I follow Christ. Now, Paul wrote two-thirds. Now, there is nobody in here that wrote anything in this Bible they put on God. The ones that wrote, they paid the price with their lives. With their lives. And so Jesus said, you know what? You shall have something. That's what he told that original ruler. You think you've got something now, but you don't realize at the end of the story, eyes have not seen, ears have not seen, or enter into the heart what God got in store for us. Amen. Now, let me say this right now. I'm not saying this to be funny, but I'm going to say this right now. I'm happy for King Charles III. I know his coordination is coming up. That's nice. I'm happy for the people of Britain. I'm not looking for that king over there. I'm not looking for the next election in, the, in our country. What I'm looking for is the king that's going to tear open the sky and bring us home, Revelation chapter 4 and 1, because they're, they're going to come and they're going to go Amen. on earth. But when Moses kind of approached the gates of Pharaoh, he said, what kingdom have sent you? He said, the kingdom, kingdom of, of the, the most high. high. 
That means that's why he is called the king of kings and the Lord. There are many kings and queens, but they come and go. But then what Isaiah says, he says, his kingdom shall know no end. Amen. Now, out of respect, and this is out of all love and not malice, when they buried Queen Elizabeth, when they broke that segment over her casket, that, that officiated, that was the end of her reign. And it was transferred to King Charles into stomach. But Jesus, when he sits on the throne, his kingdom will never end. There's not going to be another poor nation when it comes to him. Because he's going to reign forever and ever and ever and ever. All shit would be in the presence and of He is God. the head of the church. And as Jesus said, he, they asked of Master, should we come? He said, you cannot come yet, but the time will come. He said, you shall come, but not yet. I go to prepare a place for you, refuge of the storm. And where I am, you will be also. And then he's talking about the victor's crown. Are you going? He told Peter, now let me tell you what happened about the church. As me and Pamela and our travels, and we had traveled a lot, I thank God. I thank God because we got a chance to walk in scenes where Paul preached auditorium Ephesus, at yeah. Ephesus and stuff where Timothy was killed. But the one thing I learned, it was in Rome. They took us to the tour. They said that when they, they didn't have no mega churches, it was no pope at that time. They had to preach outside in one person's house or another, and they had to have a guard up there to see where the Roman soldiers were so they would come and arrest them. So they kept rotating the church around the city so mm -hmm. they could never really catch them. So they had it in one person's house and they had to have on the outskirts of the town so they could see the Romans too, so they wouldn't be they wouldn't be arrested and prosecuted. So Paul and Peter came on a plan, we'll have it at this person's house this week, next week we'll have it over there. So they it was all God was already one step ahead of them. And not only that, look what the same people that persecuted him became a church called the Catholic Church. <laughs> and defeat the enemy and then transferred it over to the, only the blood of Jesus. And that came through Constantine. Amen. Amen. When it, now, seven-year anniversary, I want to commend you, and I want to thank God, and we're going to praise God that y'all are standing in the Word of God and stand on the Word of God and endure persecution, endure hardship. I'm talking like Paul now. To Timothy, endure hardship as a good soldier, Amen. and you hold on. Now Timothy was getting ready to quit because he said, "Hold on, Paul." He said, "He said, oh God, Father." He said, "Hold on." He said, "This persecution in Ephesus is getting strong because we took the land. Now we're being pushed back out of Ephesus now." But Paul says, "Timothy, you're a soldier. Do hold on the hardship." He said, "Push." them back out of the church because apostasy had came into the church. He said, push them out and hold the line. Amen, that amen, amen. And don't amen. Like one inch. You hold that church and no matter what cost, and I guarantee you today, as Jesus told that, day, you're going to be with me in paradise. Yes. Now, let me tell you a little, let me bring back something to you. One of the things that uh, Charles Brokaw had wrote a book called about the greatest generation. The reason why I talk about this particular generation, because this is one of the greatest wars in, in the world history. You're talking about World War II, because you talk about 60 million people lost their lives because a megalomaniac idiot, Adolf Schickerrupa Hitler, who came up out of Austria, was not had no one ounce of blood, German blood in him. But anyway, the devil was on the run for 12 years. He had dominated, he had dominated Europe. And he had decided 
that he needed some allies. So don't, don't, don't you think that the devil won't recruit allies? Yes, well, yes he will. Yep. Okay. And they became the axis of evil that was in uh, fascist Italy under Mussolini, Benito Mussolini. And he recruited uh, the emperor of Japan. So when they attacked the United States on September 7, 1941, at 1 o'clock, December 7, which they will live in infinity, you remember the speech that President Roosevelt had made. Well, when they attacked the United States, they were trying to work out a peace agreement, but the, but the enemy came in like a flood. And so, okay. And so right, right now what happened is, so when they attacked it, Admiral Nimitz said they made three mistakes. See, when a wicked plot against you, they're going to make mistakes because God is going to reveal their weaknesses. Amen. Let me tell you what happened. When Nimitz was sent by Roosevelt to go out there and surveil, you know, give him a report what was going on, three things they forgot. They forgot to kill. They forgot the three aircraft carriers they want to destroy was out at sea. That was the Yorktown, the Enterprise, and the other one was, I believe, was the Nimitz, was the uh, Lexington, was out at sea. And they, they forgot that. That was the first mistake. The second mistake they forgot, they forgot the bomb, the, uh, the oil and the fuel depot. And the third mistake they made, they forgot the bomb, the facility, the, uh, the repair facility. So they were able to get the, the, the port right back up and running within one week. One week. See, the enemy, no matter how much wickedness they do, they're going to make mistakes and God is going to reveal it because if God before you reference to the storm, who can be against you? So now I'm telling you right now, don't focus so much on what the enemy is doing. Focus on what God is showing you so you can go. Because the Bible, my Bible says that when the enemy come in like a flood, God will raise up a standard. A standard. So even, like I said, and, and God, and, and then he says right now, Philippians 4, if God before you, Who's going to be against you? Look, look, look what happened to Pharaoh. God took down the most powerful man in the world, an army. And now he's laid up in the museum. You cannot still saying, oh my God. So keep the faith, finish the race, and get that victor's crown. I'm expecting to see y'all at the welcome table. God Amen. bless you. We love you. And we are here. And we are here. And we're going to help y'all get over the finish line. God bless you. Y'all in peace. And we love yeah, Y'all lift up y'all lift up system Nelson's hands. Once somebody looked up the right arm and somebody looked up the other arm, like Moses in on the mountaintop. When they looked up the arm of Moses, the Bible said Joshua and them won the battle. But when his arms were down, the battle went back toward the enemy. You all have a responsibility to hold up your pastor, Dr. Nelson arm, and protect her and pray for her in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all go in peace. Amen. God bless you. Amen.